0: Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is old school. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that, that makes them smile, celebrate. It. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman.
3: Riffle's a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15. 5 five. He'll score.
0: On 93.7, the ticket and the
1: ticketfm.com. They're talking about. You catch that, Harrison? I have my headphones on, to be honest. Didn't quite catch it. <laughs>
0: Jay Foreman after dark? Yeah, right. <laughs> it was
1: dark outside. Anyways, yeah. uh, this is old school. Jay Foreman, Harrison, uh, DP. I don't know, uh, Harrison's on the ones and twos. We are brought to you by the Mercado Certified P. Special <laughs> Ingredients and Butcher Shop. was stupid. What we got some
0: stupid. Come on, go ahead and get get us through the intro. But some of these texts, we were, we
1: already did the intro. Oh
0: no, let's, no, see. let's give Mercado. Let's give the Mercado the full shot.
1: Eighty fourth and Havelock, thirtieth and Yankee Hill. Every type of meeting, and every type of cut. I always tell you they get you coming in to town and wait off of Waverly. Eighty fourth and Havelock, and then it gets you going out there to North So what's it called? First uh, yeah. on the thirtieth and thirtieth and Yankee Hill.
0: Uh, Harrison read <laughs> what pecan pie. Just no, I'm gonna just, read this. Read, listen, listen, This dude, I like him, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I like Pecan Pie. He
1: said, this, I gotta read this. He said, I would let my sister get hers first because she would wear out my dad. I hear you, Pecan. <laughs> See, that's a see pecan pie let you know he could actually probably rob a bank
0: like you know he threw say? his sister entirely on the bus yeah
1: and you know and, and then you know what pecan pie is like at uh family reunions. Wondering why there's animosity right
0: right yeah. like, she's I, like still, I like i like it i like it he don't there. never eat at her in his sister's house right because right. Like, he know his plate spiked yeah <laughs> yeah you definitely got
1: x-lax in your drink or x-lax in your food you know, doing them, doing them like uh oh. wedding crashes and putting uh, some uh, Visine in, in his drink, you know, oh, right in his uh, eggnog. That is brilliant. Anyways, it's Purdue week. It's uh, obviously Wednesday, and the game, you know, I always say the game is always two days away just because after Friday, it's on. You know, Saturday is just, a, you know, game goes to warp speed. But I watched a couple games of Purdue. Um, I'm going to, I want to focus on defensively, right? Because, you know, they have a de- defensive coach. Uh, their defense has been, Decent, up and down. Um, they've they've sacked the quarterback a lot. Obviously, Nebraska has better stats, but they've done a pretty good job. Two guys that really do some things is uh, Jenkins, uh, Kydran Jenkins. Uh, he has five sacks and Nick Scorton. Uh, he has five sacks. They're listed as linebackers, especially Nick. He's actually kind of like a DN, kind of like a uh, elephant, kind of almost a jack, right? They run a different kind of fronts, like a shooting a gap scheme and trying to, you know, get to where they can, you know, where they can go and, and penetrate. So high risk, high reward. The funny thing about Purdue is, not the funny thing about Purdue is, the unique thing that there's with Purdue, with a new coach, they're starting three graduate transfers on defense and two true freshmen. That's where their problem is. You got to think, everybody's thinking like, oh, well, Walters comes over from Illinois to here. Well, all four of Illinois' defensive backs got drafted. And you had the guy that went number six, and then you have Sidney Brown that was like almost like an ultimate eraser, a really good corner and a really good, you know, other, you know, Robin to the Batman of Sidney back there. That gives you freedom in the second, in the first and second level to do a whole bunch of stuff. Then when you have two first round picks up front, along with a, a linebacker uh, that's going to get drafted pretty high, it allows you to do some things. So this is where he's trying to develop his defense and, and play to his strength. So, those two are going to really be uh, imperative to handle and block because they all, also they also or they have shown the ability to rush the passer, but then they, they're going to be effective in the run game and try to shoot gaps and get uh, tackles for losses.
0: Their numbers are interesting um, that if you defensively where they rank compared mm-hmm. to Nebraska, right so that they're giving up 153 yards a game to Nebraska 76 77.
1: Rushing. R- Rushing. Yeah. yeah.
0: Pass defense, they're both at about two thirty, two forty two, somewhere in that range, both mm-hmm. in the bottom half of the Big Ten. But then the consistent numbers, total defense, they're giving up four three hundred and ninety six yards a game to Nebraska's three thirteen. And the numbers, as Jay said, sometimes game situation
1: yeah.
0: plays into it. Like you're getting behind well. In the run game, if you're behind, like Purdue's Ben, teams tend to run the ball. Yeah. Except the teams that got up on per- Purdue kept throwing. <laughs>
1: yeah. And they ran it and thrown yeah. it. And uh, they, they, you know, when I watched them against Ohio State, watched them against Iowa. Um, now, granted, you got to you know block like they do, but I think that one of the things that's been very consistent with them in the first and second level, because that's really where you make your hay in the against the run game, is Gap integrity, right? And so that, that lets me know like the communication isn't there. So that means you're not able to play without thinking or mm-hmm. overthinking. Um, and it's been pretty consistent, right? Line the second the second level hasn't dealt with playing through the wash, um, getting off blocks, making plays, making plays that even when you're not supposed to make plays, um, then you put a tremendous amount of pressure on your two freshman safeties to tackle guys that, or have a running start.
0: Um, well, this is this is the the issue, especially in a week where okay, so Nebraska's top three receivers not playing, and the receivers that they are going to play are all stretch guys, which normally you can play into if you're Purdue by holding pe- people back, but you can't do that with Harburg pulling the ball down and running with it. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> Chain moving, clock moving, twenty to twenty yard line. It's tough to defend.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you just gotta, you know, Nebraska's biggest thing is that you just gotta get on people. You know, I, I'm a big believer in that. Get on guys and and stay on them, and you do that, the 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 holes in the in the in the run game will be there. You know, don't don't you know? I mean, obviously, you want to get better at some things. You know, which you always want to do. I mean, it's you know whether you're Nebraska, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, you want to get better at everything. So you want to just tighten up on what you need to tighten up on. And then improve on your your execution when you're having a lot of uh, you know new faces play new old faces. So
0: there's but, a name over there that we didn't I didn't know about until I, I got a call from the Purdue people. Carl
1: Yeah, is the younger brothers yeah. younger brothers playing? And he's you know he's doing pretty well. I watched him early in the year. Actually, their game against Fresno, he made a couple of plays. He only has one sack this year, but he has enough pressures. And sacks are things that where you can you know get some in bunches, but as long as you can affect the quarterback every every game, mm-hmm. that's actually where you should judge your pass rush. Not granted, you want to get home and get your rewards for it. Um, you know, you just got to make sure you do that. So, you know, Carlos's brother is more of a linebacker right now. I think he'll train and eat into an outside linebacker, so forth and so on. So they run a little bit of a three-two-five. That's what it kind of was. You know, that, and that's kind of what they did. Uh, last year at, at Illinois. And so, look, you got two freshmen starting. Um, you got to take advantage of them. So how do you do that? You right, you try to establish not not only the conventional run game, quarterback run game. You can get in with the screen game. Because if you have, in my opinion, this is from my experience at defense, both of playing good against the screen and been on defenses that played screens well and then played on defenses where we didn't do well against the screens. You know what I mean? And so... The correlation is if you don't do well in the screen game or, or if you're not good on say the counters or gap schemes and stuff like that, then generally you're, you'll you'll struggle if you're if the team's a good screen game and that's either wide receiver screen, you know orbit screen, smoke screen, jailbreak screen or running back screen you, you definitely have because you can put a lot of stress on guys that haven't been making decisions
0: Is then, that the Jaden Doss? Added factor that Nebraska can now,
1: yeah, because yeah, he's because he has punt return, uh, you know, ability. Right, it's uh, you know, if you get a good good blocking out there, say if you have Bullock and Han out there, and you can throw a, I call it, we used to call it, I know they've changed all these names because they they put so many cool these names, they they've changed the names of the plays because they wanted to be unique. So we used to call it a now a now screen, right, Harrison. So essentially, what Aaron Rodgers used to do. With Jordy Nelson, Dev- Devontae Adams, and all his, you know, Donald Driver and all those guys, Jones. Essentially, you get the ball and you just put it on him. Now, the number two guy can either kick out or it's up to the number one guy to make him miss. Mm. Now, you can do that with a big receiver like Malachi if you do it to the boundary because then whoever number two guy can get out there, mm-hmm. right? Or you can get it to where he's faking like he's going back inside. And, and you know, once he gets those, uh, gets that stride going, he's gone. So. It gives you a lot of options. Um, and it can be kind of like your secondary run game. And obviously, you know, San Francisco 49ers made, you know, or won four Super Bowls off of it. So you know, you you gotta just find a different way to, you know, attack or whatever and they'll have to do that. Look at you giving
0: plan. images of, 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 of Nebraska receivers in the in the in the
1: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jerry Rice. Yeah, I don't know which one's Jerry Rice yet, but I I I, I could tell Malachi Coleman right. definitely could uh Dressed up as John Taylor, you know. Uh, yeah, right. You know, yeah, right. and so I don't know which one's Jerry Rice. There's still a, there's still a, you know, tryouts for Jerry Rice. But uh, you know, so they just got to keep. They got to kind of take what everybody else has done against Purdue and, and, and dress it up their way. But the most important thing that they got to do is just take care of themselves and just execute. Is, is this one of efficient.
0: those? Is this one of those ones where you sometimes go outside of, outside of your system? And normally, Nebraska receivers are pass are, are run blocked first receivers keeping defenders in the space mm-hmm. is this one of those situations where if you really want to give your running game a chance that you use your receivers to clear out uh, you can do that right I mean, that you, you, you can, can just send
1: dawson and, and so th- the the way you do that dp not to cut you off is mm-hmm. that so if, so say like in the any run play and i've we've played against teams like mm-hmm. this and this is what made pittsburgh's running game when they were really rolling really hard when they to defend when they had Heinz Ward, Placco Burris, and Antoine Randall, and all those guys. So if, you, so if we watch Pittsburgh, let's just say we, for four games prior, mm-hmm. and in this scheme, you know, Heinz Ward was always...
2: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive.
1: you know, running at the corner, crack blocking the safety, knocking him out. So that's what we're that's what we're playing at, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well you can change it up to where Heinz Ward is running at the safety, getting you to pitter-patch your feet, kick out the corner, he's gone through that alley. Cause you actually blocked two guys with just one because he stopped. Now once he stopped it allow um Miller, who was their tight end, he was excellent uh tight he's, blocking tight end. He's, he's, he's Miller from Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um so he could double-team on, say, like, in this case, say, Marcellus Wiley or Bruce Smith, let the tackle overtake him and get the safety. You can change up your blocking schemes by that. I think at this point, I don't know if that's necessarily an option because you're trying to work a lot of guys in. But what I was going to say is for a team that's lost some linemen last week, you know, I think Nuri's out for a few weeks, right?
0: Three offensive linemen, three right. starters two, down Two for Two
1: for the season, and then, yeah, three for this week, but then one that's gone you feel a little bit more comfortable, especially with Teddy Prochaska, I'm assuming taking over for Turner because... He's at left tackle. He's played before. He's been working himself back into kind of playing. You know that he's mm-hmm. been playing. And then you think with uh, Jenkins is... Er, when he's been it. Now, granted, all it's been in short stints. But when he had to go in against Minnesota, he was pretty effective. When he's played kind of the big tight end and stuff like that, he's brought the energy level and being able to do some things. And with his wrestling background, he's able to... Um, alleviate his size differential with with his leverage and, 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 you know, the intensity and that effort that he plays with. And I think Henry Latovsky is probably taking some of the early lessons and, and, and looks for it, look at, and looks at this right here as an opportunity to maybe cement himself, put himself a head, head and shoulders above somebody else, you know, moving into next year, because he's going to have, uh, six games for sure to, to, to prove himself. And, you know, look, man, nobody, I always say this, and, when you're looking and evaluating guys, right? Is that the guy that leaves ideally is not the guy that we're looking at right now. And I only look at, I only remember that's because I remember myself, right? Cause the, how Me, <laughs> if I just played like I did as a freshman, I wouldn't be here right now. I definitely wouldn't be in the, in Nebraska hall of fame. Most likely if I played like I was as good as I did as a freshman, then I probably wouldn't have got drafted. It has to be consistent improvement. Um, and that's how you continue to get better. You, you know. Can
0: I ask you if that's the measuring stick? Because I, I I heard Bobby Bethard used to say that he could tell what kind of production he would get as a, from a college senior becoming a rookie by looking at their production as a freshman and sophomore in college.
1: You generally can. Right? I mean, a lot of it's want to and and now there's circumstances now and get yeah, chances, but, but just that when everything's equal, mm-hmm. you generally could because you know the, one of the things that Coach Samuel taught me or I always he told us as young players. Is that every time that we watch ourselves? When you watch yourself on, in, in the spring, watching you know the previous season or, or the previous spring, you, he's like you almost want to be disgusted. Mm-hmm. He's like your physic, you physically want to look better, right? Um, you know whether it's you know you know you could tell if you got stronger and you know the way, squats and stuff like that, and you want to look like you want to look at yourself like man, I I should have been a step faster now. That's all because, you know, you're watching yourself and you're kind of remembering those plays. But as you rep those plays, as you play more, as you get more confidence in in uh, continuity in your defense, you should be able to play faster. Right. You should know the calls. You should know, you know, who you're playing with. And so you should be able to look better. And so that's what you would want um, as a coach. You, want, you don't want Malachi Coleman to peek out as a freshman. You want him to be potentially, you know, on some sort of Big Ten, all Big Ten list when by the time he leaves, along with the other receivers.
0: Well, that's the grading system, right? That, listen, we can project this guy as a first-year starter, rookie starter. This is We can project this guy as a sophomore starter mm-hmm. or a contributor. We can look at the third year, probably junior year or third year in the pros. This guy could be a starter. Yeah. And then this guy's long-term development, he'll show out in year four once he gets his body changes and whether he gets more mature.
1: Yeah, and there's a lot of other things that, it's an adjustment period. You know, it is. I mean, it's no different than... I imagine if you ask Nick Saban if he's a better coach now than he versus when he was at Michigan State, I guarantee you he says yes. Yeah. Right. Every coach is better. Bill Belichick is probably a better coach than he was at Cleveland. Um, because he, you learn, you adjust, things change, circumstances change, opportunity changes, and that's no different with football players. And I think one of the biggest things that young players have to get used to is time management, um, sacrificing because you actually really got to give up something if you really want to be good. Um, and then also dealing with like this level of competition day in and day out. And it's not, everybody looks at competition as if you just get out there in the underwear Olympics and you keep running, running from ninth street to 10th street. That's not it. Competition is more than that. And that's just a small, small part of what I just said is competition in the weight room competition, you know, in the classroom. Competition, obviously, when you're out on the field. And competition is can is also, are you willing to bring it every day without a guarantee of success? That's competition. Can you do it day in and day out? Because competition comes down to, can you last longer than somebody? And then when you do it, are you actually playing good or are you just outlasting guys that really didn't want it?
0: Well, are you, the, are you better than a, a player that you should be way better than? Right. but Or are you better <laughs> than a guy that's just
1: as good as you athletically but – He didn't want it as much as you, but you can't tell that because you're not inside that person. So then you say, okay, well, okay, I beat so-and-so out. Okay, well, then that's the first step. Now my, now my, uh, oh. That's my daughter. Yeah. And my grandson. (laughs) Look at that. Yeah, they're waving, waving hard, waving hard. And uh, so then I was like, you know, then you're like, uh, you know, now you arrived, right? You got your name on the. The big screen. Right. Okay, well, now you got to compete against guys you don't even know. You, you, it's it's the uncontrolled environment. Yeah. You know, you're out there. It's 90 degrees. Are you going to be able to bring it for four quarters? Um, so that's just, uh, you know, what, what these guys are doing. And that's where you, you have to be, you know, encouraged by seeing some young guys go out there and effectively, you know, affect the game. You know, from Princewell to Malachi to Cam Linhart to you know, the John Bullock on offense or defense that's never played before to um, the two safeties, Omar uh, Brown and um, what's the dude? You know, the other one that just got hurt um, with him as well. And so you got to think these guys have all t- stepped up. And one of the things that, you know, I was talking to somebody today and they was like, <laughs> like, what did you sacrifice in high school? Well, the one thing, here's what I learned. I was like, how am I going to get better, right? Because my dad was like, look, bro. You ain't going to college like where you want to unless you get a scholarship. So then I was like, okay, how am I going to do it? Right. Mm-hmm. So you, and it's real simple, right. And you can do this actually anywhere. So if you're in high school, college, doesn't matter any level, you know what, when, how much free time you're going to get, right? Because everybody's on the same schedule. So I said, all right, look, all my teammates and everybody generally probably in the, which we had, we were the Metro Conference, have this much time. So then I was like, well, then I got to do some more. At that time, I was playing running back. I got to do running back drills when everybody else is not resting or, you know, chilling. I got to get ahead that way. You know what I mean? So I figured if I'm doing something when everybody else is doing, that's how you get better. If I just sat back and just did it, you're not going to be able to really, you know, outwork somebody because everybody's on the same practice schedule. You know, it's not like, okay, well, you know what? Jay, Jay decided he wanted to get better. So we're going to give him 100 reps today and DP and Harrison, you get five. That's not, That's not how it works in practice. Um, so you got to really, you know, find a way outside of it to get a lot better, and that's, you know, what hopefully these some young guys have done. But you know, when you're playing against good competition, like Purdue and, and the Big Ten, you know, those things that you've worked at and kind of gained confidence in uh, will lead you into, you know, or be able to lead you through games like this.
0: I, I like the push. We were told in high school that the competition thing need to be focused. Like, are you doing everything? That you're not good at more. Yeah. That was the competition. It wasn't me competing against the dudes who were behind me. It was me competing. Like, listen, are you am I am I a better blocker now? Am I running this the routes I hate to run? Am I running them to perfection? Um, am I conditioned? Like, am I I know if I'm pushing myself doing sprints. Like nobody else, like, even if I'm the fastest dude on the team, me being first in the sprints isn't the same as me pushing myself in the sprints mm-hmm. right like i know the difference right well mentally too you need to lock in on those details i know satterfield talks about it a little bit but i uh, hear him from Matt rule the practices they're practicing really hard but the ball security you know that's like the fine mental details where you got to be really making sure every single rep's perfect because that's been a problem all year it's unsatisfactory i'm sure it's unsatisfactory for the players fans coaches like that's small things like that where if you're not mentally locked in that's where that's going to show up. Like you guys were saying, you know, if you're practicing super hard all the way till the end, that's great. But if you're not mentally locked in on those small key things, those turnovers, at ball security, they'll that'll you know lose games for you.
1: Harrison, young man, young Jedi Knight, do you know what you're you're just, just describing right now? Inform me the difference between movement and progress.
0: Busy but not productive. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: well, you, you know, you're because you got to understand progress is sometimes. Doing it the right way,
2: mm-hmm.
1: all practice long or weeks on end. And, you know, maybe not seeing it, you know, fruit you're like, but when you need it most, boom. Versus if you're doing it practicing hard. Now, we we just talked we just talked about this. We had a lot of guys here in with previous teams that knew how to make it look like they were practicing hard. But if you have not been around that type of player, I could pick it out just by just coming in there. Fake, Russell, right. right? I I can pick it out. And so that's what Matt and the, Matt Rule and those guys are doing by having the details in, in the offseason of this is the way we're doing things. These are the rules. You break them. You're not gone, but, you know, you got to be disciplined because you essentially eventually weed all that stuff out, and then, then it gets policed by the players. So um, it'll be a big week. You know, obviously, you know, you know, Purdue will try to do some things, but then, you know, Nebraska's got to do what they got to do. So – uh, we're going to take a quick break, come back in, and uh, I want you guys to think about the two or three keys for Nebraska to beat Purdue. You know, um, I think it's going to be huge uh, in some areas. So think about that. Come back. DP, Jay Foreman, Harrison, we'll be right back.
3: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for 129 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon.